You cut open your arteries accidentally playing with knives. I wasn't so, playing. No, you were cutting, like, for real. The, the real story's worse Don't than play. Stop so, it. We're not going through it. All right. Email me Don't and I will tell me. you. Don't you dare. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full-spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, hosted by your favorite brothers, me, Nate, and this one over here, Zach. What up? And we are, as you know, a full spoiler reread, and last episode we spoiled, who was it? Theon. 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 Yeah, fuck Theon. That's Theon why I 6, it. his final chapter. Yeah. But if you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. If you haven't been here... Again, full spoiler, last warning, we're going to discuss the series, and we expect you to know what's going on, or not care that you don't know when we ruin it for you. True that. So, leave, do what you gotta do, whatever. Anyway, as I said, Theon, and Theon lost Winterfell to Ramsay Snow. Shocker. He knew it was coming, he was gonna lose it to somebody, but yes, Theon... At first, was awoken by Maester Lewin, who was telling him to yield. That's your best option. Yield and take the black, motherfucker, because you're basically fucked. And Theon didn't want to listen. He is Prince of Winterfell, and he'll hold it. But he didn't want to let or command any of his men to die with him, so he gave them the choice. Only about 15 stayed. The rest 17. Left. 17 stayed. The rest left. And then the Northerners, who were outside, he treated with Sir Roderick and basically threatened him, not basically, he threatened him with his daughter's death if Roderick attacked, which Roderick is oath-bound and sworn to attack in Theonosis. And the Northmen were set upon by, at first, seemingly friendly, but revealed not to be Boltons. And Ramsay Bolton came striding back, revealing himself not to be Reek as he pretended to be, but the actual bastard of Bolton himself, who then... Broke Theon's cheekbone with a sweet backhand. Fuck yes. And commanded that the phrase be saved, but the rest be burned. And he killed Lewin. And Lewin took Bastards. a spear between the he shoulder blades. Yet. He's not dead yet. He's bleeding out for four more chapters before we see him yep, <laughs> die. Yep. That's all right. And so this episode, we will be reading Tyrion 15, his final chapter in A Clash of Kings. Yeah. Last we had left, Tyrion was on the bridge of ships in the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, so he had started that chapter by leading the sortie out that the Hound refused to right. lead himself and they, fucked up the ram yeah, t- took out the ram over at the king's gate yes. over by the tourney grounds and then went on a just a on battle f- frenzy right. like riding through and killing anybody Ended that up came riding away. onto the bridge of ships that was created due yeah. to the clusterfuck that was the blackwater lost his horse lost still him. managed to fight his way across right. the boats before finally being offered a helping hand from lovely Sir Mandon Moore, pulling Tyrion up on the stage so that they can perform a duet out on the... Except road. Mandy Moore don't share the stage with nobody, so he took a slash at Tyrion's face and would have killed him had it not been for one who sounded oddly like Patrick Payne, and Mandy Moore was shoved over the side of the railing as Tyrion passed out due to his wound, not knowing how serious it was or if he even lived. Martin, how could you? But... Obviously, he lived, and we pick this one up with Tyrion dreaming, in quotes, because we have a lot of discussion about whether or not things are really being dreamed or seen here, but he dreamed of a cracked stone ceiling and the smells of blood and shit and burnt flesh. The air was filled with acrid smoke, and men had groaned and whimpered and cried for their mothers around him. When he tried to move, he finds that he has fouled his own bedding. 
The smoke in the air makes his eyes water, and he thinks, Am I crying? I must not let father see. He was a Lannister. No, a lion. I must be a lion. Live a lion, die a lion. And nearby, someone is cursing the gods, and Tyrion listened to the blasphemies and wondered if he was dying, and then the room faded. Right. So... I'm going to start here by saying I don't think necessarily that all these dreams are coming at us in the order that they occur. Or if they are there, if he's dreaming, he's dreaming things that actually happened and twisting them into dreams with certain little warpings. Mm -hmm. But nothing, I don't think it's like fever dreams, hardcore, crazy shit. Right. Uh, So this, you would assume, is the cellar that he's first found in. that he's brought to where they're bringing either the wounded or the dead or the 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 unrecoverable. The crying, the smell of burnt skin and acrid smoke all make sense due to victims of the Blackwater. Right. Okay, cool. So we basically established where he was. The weird thing with this to me is why does he worry about his father seeing him? If at this point he doesn't know that his father is there. Mm. And so I don't, I can't let father see me. I think it's, why would he? That's the fever dream, I think, is the just not making sense of, oh yeah, I've still got to maintain my appearance. But as the room faded, he was suddenly walking outside the city in a world devoid of color. And all around him are bodies that are being tended to by both ravens and carrion crawlers. The wolves were gray, and so were the Silent Sisters. Together, they stripped the flesh from the fallen, and there were just corpses strewn across the tourney grounds. Right. So the tourney grounds is where Tyrion led the sortie Mm -hmm. first. And so you think this is not a dream? No, I think... I want to say it's not a dream at all, but I think he's dreaming... His trip back across the field, if he is dreaming. I don't think that this is all crazy, outlandish stuff. I think this is all things that he saw when Podrick was dragging him to mm-hmm. safety. He saw the Silent Sisters tending to Would somebody's. they be out that quick? Yeah, absolutely. You think? Once the battle's won, they've lo- left. That's what they do. They go and prepare the bodies, and well, right, that's it the just, best time to go and do it. You know, as, as, soon as men as are still being pulled off, you think they're out there already yeah. stripping the shit from yep, Okay. I think so. And so same with the wolves being out there. There's fresh meat. Like, and look at them all everywhere. Nobody's yeah. out fucking with them. And like the why? feast for crows. That right. was left, right? Of course. The black smoke rose from pyres of the dead that the Silent Sisters were just tossing bodies on. And Tyrion thinks, my work. They died at my command. And he can't remember why he commanded them to be dead. Uh, Before that? Is that, is that, is that, mm, is that foreshadowing there? This this uh, yeah battleground devoid of color. So essentially, to me, I always think of what was that movie Pleasantville? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the black and white. Toby Maguire. Essentially, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the all the joy, all the joy of the victory, all the joy of the the what happened here. Their city wasn't sacked. They didn't lose. Joffrey didn't lose his head. Stannis isn't king. So the Lannisters aren't fought. All the joy has been stripped from this victory as Tyrion walks around the battlefield, realizing what has occurred in King's Landing. They all died at his command. And it just, with the villain thing that we've been paying attention to with Tyrion specifically, I think that could be interesting foreshadowing of these blackened, burned men. Yeah. Maybe Tyrion does give the command and tells Danny. Well, see, because I also see all. with the. <clears throat> excuse me. With the black and white, I also almost see it like the movie Volcano, 
where it's ash. Yeah, right, right, ash right, right, everywhere. Right. And so maybe the foreshadowing, like... I mean, I, or in, like, my heart of hearts, the best thing could... Tyrion gives the command to Arya of, yeah, blow it, and yeah, the wildfire yeah. goes off type thing. Cool. Like, it just... It felt very ominous of him, wa- like... Walking it seems like in this dream setting, he's wandering through, not really being noticed by these... Right. Sun- and just kind of observing, but... It's pretty heavy that he thinks it's his work. They died at his command. But at first, there was no sound. But after a time, he heard the voices of the dead. They, uh... So they I, noted, I noted the clothes that the Silent Sisters yeah, yeah, yeah. were removing. Um, because I like that it was this almost... Res- you would almost want to call it this reverse imagery. But really, it's what I expect they look like after being burned. Uh, the different sigils from all the houses. Because oh, yeah. it said that there were black hearts... Gray lions, dead flowers, and pale ghostly stags. And while that sounds ominous and dreamy and like fever shit, like is my first was my first thought, like, oh shit, what is this foreshadowing? That's what the bodies would look like once they're torched. These fucking vibrant colored sigils just lit up and then turned into whatever's left. They would be pale in fragments of what they were before. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I definitely think there could be stuff right into there, but I think it's meant to symbolize that in death, they all look the same. Right. And, uh, and yeah, he... He would have asked he one hears of the sisters them weeping oh, and yeah. moaning and begging for their mothers, but and thinks he had never known his mother, and the sight of all this makes him want Shay. But Shay isn't there. He's alone walking this battlefield, he notes, which, to me, is the odd part for your belief that pod is carrying him unless of course he's just so out of it that he doesn't really feel pod under him holding him he's just kind of floating through he thinks but it's an interesting line that Tyrion's towing right here. Well, especially with the blood loss and stuff and the fact that he took that that hit to the face and right. you know, who knows where he's at. But again, I part of me thinks that it's he's dreaming fragmented yes, but like those kind of parts, piecing it in. That's he's dreaming the memories yeah. because he doesn't recall them necessarily. And then I also just liked the imagery of the the arms and armor that were being stripped from the men, the dead men that they were loaded into a gray wagon that was pulled by two tall black horses. And it just, I don't know, it seems like the, the cart of death, you know, like yeah, these two very, yeah. the, of all the, in this land devoid of color, I think black stands out so much. Well, yeah, and it's when these two yeah. tall, proud horses. And uh, it's just, that was an interesting point to me. But then, yeah, he just thinks so many dead, so many dead, like, and he thinks, why did I kill them all? He had known once, but somehow... He'd forgotten. And again, why did I kill them all? Just sounds very ominously foreshadowing to me of the King's Landing. And I don't know, but the forgetting seems significant with what Bran can do. And so, like... Yeah, this felt heavily foreboding to me. Well, see, and that's interesting. This sort of I, between state that Tyrion is in right now. I thought it was very similar to Bran's dreams with how Bran is... He's refusing to remember certain right. things. And then, whereas Tyrion, it's almost like he's got a honing, a honed skill on, like, no, no, there's something there. I need to I need to think about that. What is that? Whereas yeah. Bran, as a child, runs from it. He's like, hold up. This is some important... Well, Blaine is, also may have, like, the Three-Eyed Raven helping him straight up True. block shit. Yeah, yeah. You don't need that now. Put that right. Jamie Lannister memory away. But so yeah, it might be easier. For this that is the as well. the most terrifying part. He tries to speak and finds he has no mouth. Yeah, smooth skin stretched tight where his lips and teeth the Matrix, should yeah. have been. Fuck 
That. That. Mm-hmm. And this to me is, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Tyrion's, Tyrion uses his wits. He speaks. His words are yeah. his power. And so pulling that away from him is yeah, absolutely exactly. the scariest fucking thing. He's and a bard with no charisma. The discovery terrified him. He begins to run thinking that the city isn't far and he'd be safe inside the city away from all these dead. He had no business being out here. He had no mouth, but he was still a living man. No, a lion. A lion and alive. But when he reached the city gates, they were shut to him. Yeah. So there is no solace to be found is essentially what he's dreaming or... So, yeah, that and I, I'm pulling this as that that literal meaning as well. Like, the when he... And the literal foreshadowing, the city's turned on you. Right. Like, you've got... You did these great things. Like, and you're, you're going to think about that. And we obviously we end here with it. We're like, yeah, he saved the city. He's alive. Like, it's, it's good shit. No. Not mm-hmm. you're gonna get zero recognition from the entire city. Nobody there right. is giving, and so they've shut their gates to him. My tinfoil is that this is more foreshadowing that, that he's gonna well, after the destruction. He's going to feel some sort of guilt and almost want to try to run back in, but it's not. He's not it's gonna not be. Gonna it's be gone. To, There's yeah, no. There is no gate. Go, the gate yeah. is rubble now, and that so the the city's shut to him. But obviously that's a little tinfoily. But so. It's dark when he wakes again, and he realizes that he is in his bed, in his bed chamber, with a nice canopy bed above him. He is sweating and weak under a heap of furs and blankets, and his head feels enormous, too big to lift off the pillow. Like, I love the way Martin describes this, because it immediately puts me back to being like six or seven with a fever, and just how heavy your limbs feel, and just weak, and obviously... Tyrion was in warfare, so I'm not attributing a six-year-old's, you know, flu to, but yeah. just that, that weary week, like your head feels like it weighs a thousand pounds and pulling it up off the pillow, especially with Tyrion, yeah, whose head bandage. is currently yeah. wrapped. He doesn't realize it is, but he says as warm as it is, uh, it was warm inside the drapes under all the blankets, and so that's how he was like immediately aware of the, I think you even might have said that already, yeah. but the, uh, he, he tries to lift and... I like that he says his head feels enormous. He he states it himself. Yeah. Like I've got this huge mask on and don't realize. And so I, it's um, the man in the iron mask. Yeah, 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 DiCaprio. yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, That's my boy. Where I was going with it. He uh, uh, tries to remember, and the battle comes to him in fits and flashes. Sir Mandon suddenly he thinks, and the Fierce dead empty over. eyes he see, he can picture them. The reaching hand. The green fire shining on white enamel plate and fear swept over him and he felt his bladder let go once again. So, yeah, the memory of it is terrifying to him. It, yeah, now this is like immediate it's PTSD. It's PTSD. Oh, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he get, he'd cry if he had a mouth and then he thinks, no, that was the dream. And See, in that right there. Like, he's confusing the dream with the reality. Right. So when he's recalling that dream to us, that's Pod dragging him from the, the corpse basement to the main city where they're like, no, we're not letting y'all, y'all in here. Oh, okay, you can come in. And he passed. Yeah. Like, and so he's really, who knows where he is and what's real, what's fading. And so I think that also gives credence to that. Oh, wait, no, I do have a mouth. That, that was the dream that I didn't have the mouth. He cries out, so, well, thanks, someone help me. Jamie, Shay, mother, someone, Taisha. Taisha. And he, no one heard, 
and no one came. Is there a faceless man in the room with him? <laughs> he fell back into a piss-scented sleep. Gross. Yeah. Poor Tyrion, having it rough. He dreamed, again, dreamed in quotation, mm-hmm. of Cersei standing over him with Tywin beside her, frowning. But Tyrion obviously believes Tywin to be busy fighting Robb Stark right. and not in the city. So this part, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't think, none of this is a dream. No. None of No, Cersei uh, and Tyrion, Tyrion came he, to check on him. Check yeah, on him. And that was probably right he after he got to, brought to Maegor's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or above it. And right. then uh, Littlefinger, uh, first Varys, shows up. And, and sighed. He sighs. Is that a shit, our best hope to leave I the city? I think that's uh damn it, like, please survive, like, you're... We, I still need you as like your. I think it's more dismissal. Like, I think it's that sad of like shit. He's done. Like Tywin's back. He's stripped of yeah, power. We're, like we're, we're, we're fucking this lost. was our best hope, and now Ty- Tyrion is stripped of all power. He can do nothing except sit here and basically lay in his own piss. Yeah. And so shit. There goes that. Littlefinger, and, and this is how he knows it must be dreams. Is because Littlefinger just makes quips. Yep. Which, who would expect anything less? Bloody, treacherous bastard, he thinks venomously. We sent you to Bitterbridge, and you never came back. So yeah, Tyrion's fucking out of it. He doesn't know Littlefinger is indeed back. He wants to ask if they had won the battle, but he figures that if he lives, they won. And he's not sure what to be more excited about, the fact that they may have won the battle, or that his wits were coming back to him, which was good. Yeah, so it did. His wits were all he had. That's all he's got. Um, he says that he they talked to each other. Yeah, and that he couldn't understand because their voices buzzed in his ear like wasps muffled in thick felt. His head's wrapped in shit. Yeah, and so I think it's neat how George is that. And there's probably that pulsing, right? The fever, like yeah, oh, the absolutely, the blood wound, rushing, yeah. and like oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, poor little Tyrion is just getting fits and starts of people checking on him, different fucked up fever dreams from his PTSD, and not knowing where or when he is, yeah. really. So the next time he wakes up, the drapes were open, and Podrick Payne stands over him. So here's my theory. Yeah. Podrick Payne is standing over him with a candle. Right. We learn later that Podrick Payne was sent away by the maester, yes. but had wanted to stick by him. I right. think Pod sneaks to him in so. the night I think and you're right. sits by him that's and stands vigil over him. Fuck yeah. And that's Podrick's vigil as a knight. I think it's... As a squire. Right. Like, he's, he, no, this is my lord. But that's what knights have to... They have to and do have their to walk, stand, yeah. their vigil, his their, atonement. And, and that's what he's doing, is standing vigil over his... His yeah. mentor, and I fucking love Dude, it. So but tight. seeing Tyrion's eyes flicker open, he runs off, and Tyrion tries to call out to him, but only manages a muffled moan and thinks again, I have no mouth. But this time it's just... Yeah, this time he feels up and feels the, the linen and the plaster and the mask on his face. And it was only a short while later when Pod returned. With an unfamiliar maester. Yeah, fuck this guy, dude. And he says, be still, my lord, and asks if he's thirsty, and Tyrion nods, and he holds up a crazy bronze device that helps Tyrion sip, but too late, Tyrion realized that the maester was giving him milk of the poppy, and he spirals back down into sleep. And this time, he dreamed he was at a victory feast in some great hall. He had a high seat on the dais, Men were lifting goblets to him and hailing him as a hero. Marillion the singer was there, singing of the imp's daring deeds. And even Tywin was smiling with approval. Yeah, so now 
I think this is the one true fever dream with some actual foreshadowing. Here. Yeah. The red wedding or the, do you think the purple wedding, any of the weddings um, with, it's this big feast. And while Tyrion is clearly, I think the, the fever part is him assuming it's for his, him that's being cheered. And I get that the song was probably about him, but I think that this might be the foreshadowing of Tywin is approving of a feast. That's that's the where the the foreshadowing comes right. in. Right. Yeah, and and Jamie, I mean, I'm reaching Jamie Rose and commanded Tyrion to kneel and knighted him. You know, Jamie Lannister sends his regards type thing. Like, yeah, there there could be. I think it's more of this is what Tyrion wants. Tywin's approval. Jamie. He's just dreaming. Commending his, his battle prowess and saying, "Yeah, you're a fucking sweet little badass with a with a battle axe." And Tywin's nodding, being like, "Yeah, that's my son, motherfucker." Yeah. So yeah, his mirror of error said. And he's, he's, he's after doing. he rose and Tyrion knight, or Jamie knighted him, Shay was waiting there to embrace him and call him her giant of Lannister. So yeah, it's just his. This is. Or this his is his happy place. Well, this is like his ideal. Gilmore. What would have happened after the war, right. where Tywin was like, slashed. "Yeah, Jamie was freed, and like, hell yeah, my brother's a badass, right. and Shay's there. Like, Saves yeah, the you're city, sexy, and so you... you can have whatever you want. Yeah. That's me. Yeah." And he wakes in the dark to a cold, empty room that he doesn't recognize. Yes, something was well, off. Well, yeah, but he, he realizes something's what. off. Yeah, and then he realizes that he was hurt much worse than he thought. The whole right side of his body is just one throbbing fucking yeah. pain on top of his face, throbbing. And he again tries to remember what happened. Sir Mandan. and it comes this time. Like, Memory frightens him, but he holds it and makes himself stare at it. He tried to kill me. He finally comes to terms with. If not for Pod, I would have died. And then he's like, wait. Where's Pod? Where the fuck is Pod? Hold so he up. grabs a hold of the bed hangings and just fucking yanks, using basically all of the strength left to him to do so, and the drapes rip free, and he sees that he is not in his bedchamber. This isn't even in the Tower of the Hand. He has enough clarity to recognize. And he assumes that he's been, motherfucker, they moved me here to die. Yeah. That's, I'm just, I'm done. I'm as good as dead. So he closed his eyes, weakened from the effort of tearing the drapes, and thinks that the room was dank and cold, and he was burning. And uh, as Tyrion fades off to sleep one last time, we are going to convene our small council before scuttle, finishing up scuttle, this scuttle. Tyrion chapter. Just let you guys know where you can reach us. Scuttle, and. Scuttle. uh get you guys the details because obviously we have a schedule change as episode releases so we're going to jump there quick scuttle scuttle I was scuttling I see that this is the small council that never no I'm not even going to start this this would be the one that just goes on forever what up guys hope everything is chillaxing with you yeah, I hope you're not dying that was from awkward. COVID. Yeah. Or anything else. I mean, we don't right, want anybody to right. die from anything. But, right. like, you know, especially the pandemic because that's vile shit. Uh, we're kind of doing better. We're, I, I think we're doing We're getting we're there. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this episode a day later than you normally would be. And that is so, because yeah. Yeah, we've hopefully switched. that will help us be doing better. We've switched our release schedule to Tuesdays and Fridays now. And yeah. so be a lookout uh, on our for our episodes then instead it's just going to help Nate and I with Nate's new job that he's yeah, yeah. starting here very soon and some of the things with Nate's kiddos myself I I'm currently in the process of doing some dental work 
And so all sorts it, of life. Yeah, and all sorts of life, and with the pandemic, of course, because yeah. we're still so stuck in America. We appreciate where we can't you guys adapting right. to that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna let you know how to reach us. So that way, if you wanted to send us your inductees, your thoughts, hate your mail well about wishes, our schedule change. hate mail. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. And so the first way, email without manners brotherhood at gmail The next best way is probably a direct message on either Facebook or Twitter, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Right. Twitter at manners without or Zach's over there at carstark92 sometimes. <laughs> Instagram at manners without as well, just like my Twitter. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash, let me flip to the front of this book here. That's not the, the URL. Patreon.com slash without manners, where we, you know, give you access to a private Facebook group and when we are able to find the time. We release Correct. bonus content episodes, and it's coming. Which, we yeah, swear, hopefully this schedule shift will help with that as that's well. That's the main, yeah, we're, we're, we've got you guys in Patreon mind. is very much in the forefront of our heads. Here, and so. our hearts, because you guys are lovely, Correct. and we love you so Speaking much. of forefront in our hearts, I think that's about it, and we can jump back to Tyrion for the yeah, last so time. Yeah, so if you nominated us, the oh, right. slating will be announced towards the end of this week, so we should know if we got enough to get on the ballot. And if not, thanks for trying. Yeah, Better thanks. luck next yeah, year. Yeah. Thanks for your um, votes. We appreciate anything you guys do for us. So in the meantime, rate us, review us, and subscribe to our show. Tell your friends, your family, tell your dog. We love dog listeners. Love dogs. Dog listeners are the best. Can I pet your dog? Dude, we will pet your dog. Send us dog photos. Hell yeah. Please. Dude, dude, we, yes, for real. Just blow our Facebook up with photos of your dog. All right. Like, go back to listening to Tyrion's right. final chapter of Classroom Games. Puppy. Yeah, it's a plane crashing into Tyrion's life. Oh. You go ahead and do what you were going to do. Planes exist? Not in this world, no. Tyrion. Metaphorically. Next dreamed mm-hmm. of Bill Weasley and Flor Delaclore's nice little cabin by the sea. Yeah, sure, whatever. The anyway. snug little cottage by the sunset sea. This is the sweetest thing that I want to I just want to be sick. Like It's so sad. It's the most... T- Terrible thing. He thinks that he had always been warm there, even when they let the fire go out. She used to tease him about that. He used to forget to light the fire, saying it was servant's work, and she would tease him, saying, you're the worst... He would claim to be her servant, and she would say, you're the worst servant ever, and what would they do to the worst servants at Casterly Rock, and in the cutesy, disgusting... uh, We kiss them, we kiss them here, and we kiss them here, and it's fucking adorable and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah, dude, because seeing this glimpse of... This is probably one of the purest memories. Maybe, you know, there's something... Absolutely. And to see how, how pure and true the love was for that reveal when it comes that... She she wasn't a paid whore. No, she wasn't. She was all a, this stuff she says like, is true. Yeah, fuck. Because he man. he thinks that they would just spend hours in bed. Her her body was a wonder to him, and and she claimed to have thought the same of him. And now we 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 know that that's true. She was she actually was in love with him. I mean, we don't know the woman. <laughs> We've never met her. Stop. She would sing to him. And tell him that they uh, that she loved him every single night as they went to sleep, and she loved his face. She loved saying his name. She loved his cock. She loved just everything. Everything. And now he thinks lies, all feigned, all for gold. Damn it! She was a whore, Jamie's whore, Jamie's gift, my lady of the lie. What? What a fucking line! 
by George R. R. Martin. My Lady Jamie, of the Lie. Jamie's whore, Jamie's gift, My Lady of the Lie. Like, because I think that's that's Tyrion still being like, I really wish I could believe that she loved me. Jamie's gift. Yeah. But yeah. the truth is Jamie's whore and the lie. But it is true. She was she was Jamie's gift. She loved you. She loved you. Anyway. More than anything. And that's sick. Her face dissolved, and yet he could still hear his name being called softly. And through the haze of sleep, he sees a gross, soft, pink face leaning over him. And the maester that he saw earlier is offering him more milk of the poppy held at the ready. So... The 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 imagery for the soft pink face. Yeah. Anytime I think soft Fess. and pink. No, for oh. me it's there's two and it's Ramsey? weird. Ramsey and Joffrey's lips cuz Sansa mm. says that he has these gross pink like gr- yeah, yeah. lips. Why are me so lips? like the the fact that I feel like Martin uses similar imagery for these types of like instead of the oh old chain and the black cloak it's you know the the bad guys in the white black and all that he uses this type of shit like these you know that gross the puffy pink face yeah. and lips and skin, like and so I'm I don't like this Balabar motherfucker as mm. he leans down to give more milk of the poppy Tyrion reaches up and grabs this maester's chain pulled and twisted until the links dug into the man's neck and he croaks out no more and, and he doesn't he, let go he let, doesn't let go till the maester was purple and then he released him and begins basically making a ripping gesture at the front of his face in front of his bandages and the maester gets what he wants and says that he that's unwise. You're not healed. The queen would, and at the mention of his sister, Tyrion growled and then pointed at the maester and curled his hand into a fist. <laughs> a threat, if ever there was one. He understood the message from this. And, and he this. thinks, as, as the mention of his sister comes up, he thinks, are you one of hers then? And probably, Tyrion, yeah. Well, that he'll come to learn, especially when he finds out that she moved him. Yeah, right. And so the maester agrees that he'll do it, and he bows and leaves, returning not long after with a long knife with a saw blade tooth, a basin of water, and some soft cloths. And Tyrion, at this point, was half sitting up against his pillow, and so the maester begins, and Tyrion thinks, well, if Cersei wants him dead... One slip of the wrist. And he's one of her braver payroll motherfuckers, then, yeah, I'm dead. Thankfully, he is not. No, he's a coward. Coward. And the bandages come off. The maester then says he has to clean the wound, which he notes is looking good. I liked uh, Martin's descriptor here where he says that Tyrion could feel the cold air on his face. Yeah, on his cheeks. And it reminded me because I used to do the ski lift operating shit, and so I'd have my whole face covered up. But, you know, when it's time for break, I'd peel that shit down, and having that cold air just blast you, it's like that. Ooh, that's, that's nice. So this is when we get a little bit more of the clarity when they had found Tyrion in that cellar his wounds had been filthy and so clearly Pod Pod I would assume dragged him to some nearby cellar where they were taking the dead and the dying and then once the battle and settled and once everyone chilled out and people started realizing we gotta search for these high lords who are missing Pod probably dragged him across dragged and that's where I think he was having the black world right dream. and so the maester continues saying one broken rib maybe from a mace or a fall, an arrow where the sh- arm joins the shoulder, all of which seem to be healing quite cleanly. And we rem- those attacks happened during that last right. chapter where he took the arrow in the shoulder and he remembers not like I, 
why am I still... Oh, huh, there's a fucking arrow. Mm-hmm. Huh, oh well. And so Tyrion asks the maester's name, and it is Balabar. And Tyrion tells Balabar to bring him a looking glass and some drink. Wine, no more poppy. And Balabar does as he's bid and retrieves both. And by the end of his second cump of wine, Tyrion feels ready to face himself in the looking glass. A little bit of that liquid courage. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. He, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't know whether to cry or laugh. Yeah. The gash was long and crooked, starting under his left eye and ending on the right side of his jaw. Three quarters of his nose were gone and a chunk of his lip. Someone had sewn the gash kind of clumsily, but yeah, he meant he says pretty as he flings the looking yeah. glass aside. But then, yeah, he does start to like fucking, I was no looker uh, before, yeah, right, so right. whatever. Like, shit happens. And Balabar's like, well, oh, uh, yeah, and he... He recalls the moment that Jamie called Sir Mandon the most dangerous Kingsguard because you could yeah. never tell what his intentions were going to be. And he thinks Cersei must have paid him to see that I never came back from the battle. And as he kind of pokes it like the puckered flesh, he thinks, another gift from my sweet sister. Yeah. He also was thinking that if he hadn't leaned back, he'd have lost his Lean entire back. fucking head. Lean back. Right. Lean back. And uh, where am I here? Oh, the Meister here says that, you know... There's mo- there's that's not the worst that's of it. That's not the worst of it. There's most likely gonna be a scar. There's gonna be a scar. Most likely. Yeah. Tyrion's like, Are you fucking are you, for, for dude, real? seriously? Get the fuck out of here. He's like, Yeah, my nose isn't likely to grow back either. Like, yeah, fucking dumb shit. Dude, for me to play with a fucking knife. This is that's you. That's you. You cut open your arteries accidentally playing with knives. I wasn't so, playing. No, you were cutting, like, for real, this, the real story's worse Don't than play. Stop so, it. We're not going through it. All right. Email me and Don't I will tell me. you. Don't you dare. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Tyrion says it hurts to talk. He's realizing how fucking sore he is, but he asks where they are. Not right. where are they, but, like, where, what building are they fucking the fuck in? fuck is this? And he says they are in Magar's Holdfast, in a room above the Queen's ballroom. Her grace wanted you to close to keep watch over you herself. Mm. And Tyrion's like, yeah, I fucking bet she did. And Tyrion tells Balapar to return him to his own bed in his own bed chamber. Uh, My lord, that can't be done. Sorry, you don't, you ain't, mm -mm. this is is your bed, dude. And Tyrion learns of Tywin's return and his return of taking up the duties of Hand of the King. And and his heroic actions to save the city with Littlefinger and Loras and Renly's And this is where we finally get, which we, as full spoiler, have been revealing it every single episode since it happened, but that Loras Tyrell wielded the armor. Tyrion isn't sure who to trust here, so... He decides Dude, he wants Pod. I love it. He goes through the list. Like, can I? No. Nah. So Jason, mm. Bron. Like some. I, Jason's a good right. thought, but like, yeah, and fucking Pod. Of Pod course, was Padre. on the bridge of boats. The lad had saved his life, and the maester's like the boy, the odd boy. And Tyrion says, "Odd boy, Podrick Payne, you go, send him." Like, I don't want you. I and want him. Is that where we also learned that he was... he they Cersei sent Podrick away. Well, no, not yet, because okay. Pod reveals that himself. Balabar hurries off, and Tyrion feels the last of his last of his strength seeping from him. Cersei would have him sleep forever. Right. He would not be so obliging. And Pod enters, finally, meek as a mouse. Yes. And My Tyrion Lord? wonders, how can somebody be so bold on the battlefield and yet so timid? In a, just a little, I don't. I I've seen it like doing the the job I just it's left. It's Brian Dog. There's a lot of people that like 
you put them in that 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 specific room, those death and dying rooms, the hospital rooms, and they don't know how to act. They just they're like, "Fuck, I don't." This is a weird place. The battlefield, the adrenaline's going. Like, absolutely a good fucking reference. Brienne, Brienne like, yeah. very She doesn't do good with the high Socially awkward, yeah. like, around people, but you get get her in battle, she's going to fuck she, you it's up. It's the most beautiful dance you've ever seen, yeah. And Pod says at this point that he had meant to stay beside Tyrion the right. entire time, right. but the maester had sent him away. And Tyrion tells him, hear me, send him away. Get uh, I want dream wine, not no more milk of the poppy. I want you to go to Meister Franken, not Balabar. Fuck Balabar. Watch him make the dream wine and bring it here then to me. Bring it to me. I want my own guard, Bron. Where's Bron? And Pod reveals they made him a knight. Motherfuckers been knighted. We learned in Sansa that there were over six hundred new knights made right. that day, and so Bron was one of them. I think it's really neat that she didn't even. She, I went back in to look for any nothing. specific call out, and there is none. Yeah. yeah. And so he says, Tyrion tells him, find him, bring him. And Pod says, as you say, my lord. And Tyrion grabs Pod's wrist and says, Sir Menden. And Pod. I didn't, I didn't mean to. I, it was my, I, I'm sorry. And he's like, dude, sh- sh- dead? You're certain. Dead. He, he drowned. He's shuffling his feet. He drowned. And he he's says, like, good. Oh, say this. nothing of him, of me, nothing of any of it to anyone. And that's that. As Pod leaves, so did the last of Tyrion's strength, and he laid back and closed his eyes and thinks perhaps he'd dream of Tysha. I wonder how she'd like my face now, he thought bitterly. Do you think we will get an answer to that? So here's a few things. I think... Where did the whores go? I think that if she were to meet him, she would be disgusted by what he's Devastated by, yeah, by what who he is. He is. Yep. And Especially at the end of Dance where we leave him. Yeah, and he's... Mm, she might... Because this is the start. This is the start of that bitterness. Right. That darkness in Dance yeah, that, that grows where the with his father. Yeah. It's, it, that's where this bitterness will start building here is the complete shunting he just got for Blackwater. Right. He's stuffed in a room above the Queen's Ballroom. Cersei and Tywin came once and... Pod is sent away from him while some creepy fucking maester is feeding him milk, milk of the poppy. poppy. Yeah. Like Fuck that. that bitterness is seated here now. Yeah, and so. it was Joffrey. Yes, it was Joffrey who ordered Sir Mandon to do it, not Cersei. I believe I think that's correct because Joffrey again took the initiative like he did with Bran, thinking right, like this is what we need to like, do. So fuck right. it, Mandon, kill him. And he fucked a lot up because now Mandon, we're, we're down a Kingsguard. Tyrion's injured and pissed at Cersei. Anyway. Right. You got an inductee for Tyrion's last chapter? 100%. Has to be Pod. Podrick for the last chapter of this uh, Tyrion of the last. Yeah. Podrick. Fucking Pod. Like, I just get so. He's he's one of my favorite characters in the whole series mm. just because, like, he's such a fucking badass kid. Like, mine is going to Taisha for that nice. seaside memory. I yeah. really. I mean, and, like, we'll get a little personal, but, like, if, if you ever had a, a, a relationship like that, you could, you have those moments that you just remember it was a perfect day, a perfect week, whatever, and it was just, like, magic, and that's what this was for Tyrion. This is their secret little seaside getaway where it was just them laying in bed, listening to the waves, staring at each other, into each other's eyes, at each other's bodies, and... It was real for both of them, and Tyrion walks around with the weight of thinking that it was fake yeah. on her part, and it wasn't from what we know. And Which it gets that much worse when he learns that that is completely fake with Shay. Right. Where 
where with Taisha uh, it was it was so true, genuine yeah, yeah. and so uh, Taisha for that memory and actually being kind and giving this clearly broken man something nice to hold on boy to. even at that time. well yeah, yeah absolutely this boy back then but yeah good one yeah yeah no, Taisha so we did get a an inductee from our wonderful French fry Julian what up France he says hey you both. Hopefully you've had a nice day. Cheers to my Italian friend Sarah for sending stuff in. It was really nice listening to it. Hope there's been more contributions from her. Oh, the hands. Sarah's always writing in. It's great. Uh, she's she's great. She's yeah. fantastic. And he says, God, what a painful chapter that was. Physical pain, duh. Emotional pain, dreaming of Taisha, realizing he's been replaced his hand and sent out to die, nearly at least, in Magor's hold fast. Right. Nevertheless, interesting to see him get back his wits, as he said. Right. And finally, he would like to bring Lord Braun into the Brotherhood. Lord Braun. Doesn't that sound cocky and proud already? Right. Have a nice evening, guys. Vawar one Eris. Hey. Yes, it has. It uh, has been one. It was temporarily. Kind I of like a, that. That's a good inductee, Lord Braun, yeah. especially since uh, this is, especially for you, Julian, this is the stuff with Braun that starts to divert heavily from the show. And so... Hopefully, yeah. I know you at this point have started Storm of Swords by the point you've read this, so hopefully you've gotten some bits of what actually is occurring with Braun now, yeah, and it's, it's awesome. new for you, and I, I think you'll really like it. So, Lord Braun is a great inductee for Tyrion's final chapter. Thank you, as always. Two chapters left of Clash of Kings. Two fucking chapters left of Clash of Kings. Next chapter is Jon's final, and then we're on to Bran's final. <gasps> what? Brand's alive? Oh, spoiler. Dang. Oh, well. Anyway, get us your inductees for those last two. Then usually we do it. We will be doing a, uh, a Clash of Kings episode wrap up. Wrap yep. up and then uh, get back to you. We're going to probably take a little A break. little hiatus to catch uh, up, get some episodes. Let me wrap up some, some of my classes that are finishing up right now. and then. But we'll just be jumping into Storm of Swords pretty quick. There oh, won't we're be way a too excited. Break, right? Yeah, way so too excited. So put on your parkas and join us next episode up in the north with Johnny Snow. Valor de Harris! Peace.